I'm guessing your blood is boiling right now. Like I was counting the misery. <laughs> he literally passed the ball to no one. <laughs> I put an Instagram story of uh, United losing six one. Hello, 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 everybody. This is Press F for football. I am Kaushik, and with me is Naveen. We've been, we have come back after some quite some time, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about. What say what, Naveen? Uh, yeah, a lot of stuff has been happening in the Premier League, Bundesliga, La Liga, like all of these leagues, the big leagues, and I'm really excited to talk about the Premier League because what. A first few game weeks it has been. It's been a roller coaster. Like from transfers to game weeks to upsets to surprise Premier League table toppers currently with Everton. Like who would have thought Everton bought people? But yeah, like I'm you said, I'm guessing your blood is. Yeah, I'm guessing your blood is boiling right now. Um, it's only been like four game weeks. Like I, we'll give it time. It's it's kind of simmering right now. We'll see if it goes <laughs> to boil. Yeah. yeah. Let's start with the Premier League. Yeah, uh, we'll talk about games, uh, some exciting results uh, in, uh, from the first five game weeks, I suppose, and uh, some of the like insane transfers. I can't wait to talk about it. So, okay, games. Standout team. Yeah. Standout team for me is like. I think you'll also agree with me. Like, how much of you'd want, how much of from your heart that you'd want to disagree? I think standout team has been Everton. Yeah, and clearly we can uh, like the position is reflected, right? Like they are a standard team right now. Even though it's difficult for me to like look at Everton and say with full confidence that they're actually doing really well right now. But yeah, credit where credit is due, they're doing really well, uh, playing some exciting football, and the charismatic James Rodriguez behind everything. Like pulling the yeah. strings, he's just amazing. Dude. He's like, he's a baller basically. Yeah. I remember a, a press conference from uh, uh, in with a uh, where, where they were interviewing Carlo Ancelotti and like they were asking some question. Uh, don't quote me if I'm wrong, but uh, uh, I think uh, one of the reporters asked him, uh, "Do you think Hamas Rodriguez will be able to?" You know, adapt to the Premier League, like you know, some uh, being. I think a very proud Englishman was asking, and I think Carlo Ancelotti just said, I mean, he's a really good footballer. I think he he will be able. I don't. He doesn't. He he clearly couldn't understand the concept of you know adapting to the Premier League. He's just a player, and he will play well. And he is just is just reflecting in that very clearly. Yeah, what he said couldn't have been true because from the moment he stepped on the pitch, it felt like he belonged. Um, Hamas. Pulling the strings with uh, people like Alan, Dukure, uh, marshalling the midfield, and of all people, Dominic Calvert-Lewin scoring in goals like it's nothing. Come on! Last season, I would have written him off as a failed prospect, but this season, he's just started with a bang. He scored a hat trick. He scored goals here, there, and everywhere. So. He even landed last season on a high, but I was also thinking there was just a run of good form. But he's just continued that run of good form onto this season, and you know he's been scoring goals. Uh, could be called uh, Dominic Calvert Lewin Dowski, I guess. But yeah, anyways, <laughs> jokes apart. But yeah, he's been doing really well uh, in the Premier League. Um, surprise standout team, though. There's not only one standout team. Surprise standout team, Aston Villa. Yeah, and. Uh, 
mentioning Aston Villa must send you into PTSD I guess yeah like I can tell you I did not get a good night's sleep um <laughs> it was difficult but yes more than Liverpool doing up which you did Aston Villa were just amazing they forced Liverpool into making errors they marshaled the play players like Barkley I mean can you talk about how Ross Barkley went from scored a goal yeah he went from you know a Chelsea outcast to scoring on his debut for Aston Villa like and Ross Barkley being man, an so good being a previous evertonian as well i think that would have been like uh, extra motivation for him to score for sure but on top of all that every single person every single player in that aston villa team right like going from mcginn to ollie watkins jack jack grealish even the goalkeeper martinez too they were all on form that day and i think like i heard this saying when there's this huge upset or when there's a huge win it's like it requires two things the winning team to play amazing football as well as the losing team to play like terrible football and i think it was a combination of those two things which culminated in a 7-2 loss which i'm pretty sure is just a blip hopefully i'm, I'm very hopeful that it's a blip but uh, yeah. aston villa were amazing there. Yeah, but uh, uh, Liverpool are trying, starting to look a bit, you know, uh, suspicious in defence, right? Uh, shipping away three goals in the opening game week against Leeds, and then uh, even like Arsenal scored a goal against them, but uh, Liverpool were too good in that game. And then uh, this game week, seven goals. Wow, I mean, uh, that two to Arsenal, but it, you could see some of the goals were deflections. And half the goals were okay, and like three of the goals were deflections. I was counting, like I was counting the misery. <laughs> but Adrian is also very, very poor in form. After like you know some of the games in the cup and some of his few games in the start when Allison was first injured, uh, he used he was he was he seemed like a really good re- replacement. But and this was really just confusing for me to see like you know him seen a very bad form one of the goals that you know uh, he actually conceded he just runs away in like another direction and the ball comes up no 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 i was like adrian he was suspect even you know last year when uh, uh, alison was injured and he had that good stretch of 11 games uh, in the premier league uh, it wasn't like filled with errors but there were a few errors and the biggest error coming from Adrian last season was in the Champions League against Atletico Madrid where because of him uh, Atletico managed to score two goals like he was directly involved in playmaking or some shit with Adrian he he yeah. let them score two goals and um here in this season with this game the first goal right he literally passed the ball to no one <laughs> He yeah, passed the ball. That was a, like, a probably a poor day in the office for him, but yeah, a, I, a poor <laughs> day for every single Liverpool player as a whole. We were talking about like poor defending. Yeah, like it was a trend in you know, the last couple of games. Uh, Liverpool's defending, and it's it's about the high line which they normally employ. But like, I guess more and more teams are figuring Liverpool out. Like, is it a question? of uh, maybe you know um 
hunger or drive to like win more maybe but like on top of that i also think like teams are getting more and more smart they now know how to approach a team like liverpool and aston villa to every team will look at how aston villa played against liverpool and try and emulate that because they ran right i mean even on that day uh, sala came up you know and then turned, only sala turned up i guess you know he did what he was supposed to do and attacked a bit but i mean uh, there's only so much one person can do do you think local not having sadio mane being after being out from covid had a big effect do you think sadio mane could have changed the scoreline in a bit i think sadio mane would have influenced not just the scoreline on our front like uh, using the number of goals but also reducing the number of goals that we conceded because like like in a way sadio is he's like the first line of defense even last game week or the uh, one before the asbilla game he scored a goal against chelsea because he hounded kepa and oh yeah i remember that too. he's really good at hounding people from nowhere and jota like he is good but he's not sadio mane level good yet and it remains to be seen how good he's going to be but yeah i think would the scoreline have changed drastically i don't think so i think lead uh, aston villa would have definitely still won because the biggest problems lied in defense lied in defense for liverpool but he would have at least softened the blow mane yeah uh talking about other teams um Uh, United. Uh, oh so my God! United. Should I think uh, it was a mixed feeling. Yeah, a few, few, few days for you. Yeah. Nah, look, uh, look, happy look, to look, see United. I put an Instagram story of uh, United losing six one. All right. And the same night yeah, was the Liverpool game. You'd be in all high spirits to go see the game, and <laughs> and then the same night the Liverpool game was there, and we lost seven two, and. I empathized with the United folks basically <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it was like the United game was just it was comedy how is harry maguire worth 80 million do you remember in the uh, the beginning of our podcast we, we were talking about united requiring uh, you know a defender who will partner harry maguire how wrong were we both Harry Maguire is suspect number one. He was he was so bad. He was tackling yeah, Luke Shaw bad. for the first for the for that goal. Was it yeah. the first or second goal? He was like dragging. Yeah. The Lions. Uh, I think Endombele has also turned up. Yeah. He's become a really good player for Mourinho. After you know, I I thought he would become one of those players that Mourinho just shuns. Uh, but clearly, I think he's just. So uh, it was just a question of fitness for him, and very cramped sort of schedule for uh, Tottenham. A lot of rotation seems to be the only uh, solution there, and uh, more probably, in Tom plays on the pitch, the better for him and Tottenham. Tottenham played really well. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. K- Kane and Son dream match in heaven, I guess. <laughs> but like, what? We kind of slept over uh, Tottenham, like the beginning few episodes. Yeah, it, it, it's, it's I like a resurgence. Yeah, yeah, I couldn't have been more wrong about uh, Tottenham when I said it would Wolves would be above them, and right now Wolves are languishing somewhere in the relegation zone. Uh, yeah, albeit like it's just like you know five game weeks, but <laughs> still, <laughs> Wolves have to catch up a lot to make sure that they go uh, they are ahead of Tottenham. But still, Tottenham have a very cramped. Uh, schedule 
<laughs> I think they have almost played a game every four days or something or three days. And yeah. Yeah. So right now, like Wolves are actually mid table around thirteen, but they uh, a couple of teams under them have a game in hand. So yeah. maybe they could leapfrog them and they'll go further down, maybe as far as sixteenth or seventeenth position. And Tottenham right now are sixth with seven points, um, only two points off top four, and five off the top of the pile. But yeah, they were unlucky to draw to Newcastle. And yeah, that was a very unlucky draw. War, yeah, should we should talk about war as well? What do you think about all those questionable penalty decisions and handball decisions? So VAR, um, we know how bad it was, or like I wouldn't say bad, it was misused uh, or lack of usage properly, whatever. It wasn't doing its job half the time last season. And this season, it just carried forward. But on top of that, they added this new handball rule, where if yeah. it just touches the hand, then it's probably a penalty. And VAR, like. Come on, man. there are so many decisions that shouldn't have been given as penalties. Teams are, you know, really like under the sword with VAR. It's it's difficult. Um, it's ruining the the game bit of time. Like, do you remember that game week where uh, Manu won ten minutes after normal time because of a Bruno Fernandez penalty? Because that was that was actually yeah goal in Fergie time <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that was beyond Fergie time. That's Fergie nap time essentially. Then <laughs> yeah, uh, but uh, yeah, that was also very unlucky for Brighton, who have actually played very well on pitch, but haven't had the results to show that. Um, Graham Potter probably you know uh, looking at Trossard's uh, performance. I think he's been looking very good. He actually hit the post like. Three times in that game, and uh, yeah, Brighton were clearly better, but yeah, unlucky to them also. Other teams from the top six, Man City. Uh, Leic- yeah, Man City. Oh, that surprise result against Leicester, losing five two, and Leicester again, you know, thinking that they would pro- do very well again, <laughs> went on to lose the next game three you nil. Know. It's it's so weird this Premier League first few Leicester games. Leicester are yeah, the pre- Premier League Robin Hood. They take from the rich and give to the poor. Then it's the last game. Was. Yeah, there was some crappy team. Was it West Ham or something? That's West Ham, right? Yeah, yeah, it was West Ham. And uh, um, yeah, but uh, talking about Manchester City as well, it's like every team in the Premier League is right now inconsistent. Yeah, incredibly inconsistent. For some, some goddamn reason, man. Like, who would have thought Man City drawing and losing? To drawing or losing two of their three games, um, it's it's unprecedented. And then looking at Everton top of the table, possibly <laughs> Aston Villa, yeah. second place. Yeah, no, it's just it sounds wrong. Aston Villa and Everton are the two undefeated teams as of now in the Premier League. And uh, what's common between two of both of them? Um, the Kazoo sponsorship. Both of them have Kazoo as a sponsor. That's a fun fact or very fun fact. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Anyways, uh, moving on. Um, Leeds United. So they surprised me. Uh, not too much actually. I was uh, hoping that they would do well this season, given the style of play and the manager as well. And 
the first game against Liverpool, yeah, they did surprise me by scoring three yeah, against us. Um, then their second game, they convincingly won. Wow, again another high-scoring game. And then subsequent games were, you know, draw, loss, win. Hopefully they're not overperforming right now, and you know, just uh, showing us not showing the true colors yet. But yeah, okay, we've done talking about the games. How about some transfers? Oh yeah, that's good cool. thing. We're releasing our after transfer deadline. We've actually been planning to release one episode before transfer deadline, and you know, probably one after transfer. But uh, this, this uh, there's so much to talk about in transfer deadline that we just wanted, you know, just like put it all into everything. So Arsenal, I think big winners in the deadline day. Yeah, they did really well. The whole transfer window as a whole, I think Arsenal. They were able to uh, send out uh, Gendouzi on loan. They were able to uh, guess, send out uh, Lucas Torreira. They were able to uh, get Gabriel Magalhaes. They were able to get uh, um, Villian. They were on a free. They were able to get uh, uh, Thomas Partey. And yeah, man, that was that was some intense chance of weekend. Who would have thought? Like that Thomas Partey deal. It came out of nowhere. I did not expect it at all. Like all of a sudden, I yeah. open my phone and then Thomas Partey done. Over. Wow. Yeah, I, it was. I I actually slept through the night uh, and woke up to saw, see that and uh, some intense deadline day stuff. So hopefully it doesn't become an Ozil number two because Ozil is still in the club. Uh, you know he can put all the Instagram posts saying I'm ready, I'm determined to play for the team and all. But I don't think Arteta wants to play him anytime soon. I don't think he just fits in his sort of you know uh, in his formation. I don't think there's a number ten in that formation uh, that Arsenal are playing right now. Uh, and yeah, and in a way, Lucas Torreira also is kind of like a perfect player for you know Atletico Madrid. Um, he's scrappy, like you know, this there a big presence, even though of the small stature. But like he's the, he's a big presence in defensive midfield. Puts in the tackles like when needed. Defensively, I think he would fit really well for Atletico Madrid. But seems like Madrid weren't very satisfied with the way things the way, the way they parted with Partey. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, after Simeon was like, uh, he was saying that he negotiated with Torreira. And he was like, "Dude, Torreira, you have to come to my team. You have to play with Partey. It's an amazing partnership." And then all of a sudden, under his nose, Partey goes the other way, and he's pissed off. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it happens, I guess. Arsenal pisses off people in many transfer windows. But uh, other uh, transfers, uh, what do you, what comes in mind for you? Uh, Chelsea finally signed a goalkeeper to replace Kepa, Edward Mendy. Oh yeah. Um, so I'm not too sure about whether Mendy will do well right after that, but I think like they that was a problem position that they need to solve. Like goalkeeper yeah. Kepa, it, it it was not in their best interest to, to let Kepa be the undisputed number one and Mendy. He is required. He is a presence that is required in that Chelsea team. But on the whole, Chelsea, I think, have probably won the transfer with the signings that they they made seven signings. So uh-huh. they are like who are? Uh, starting so hopefully, with hopefully, yeah, like yeah, hopefully those transfers work for them. Yeah, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you can see, like, they, they signed Havertz, Ziyech, Pulisic. Sorry, Havertz, Ziyech, Warner, Mendy, Chilwell, Thiago Silva, and who am I missing? But yeah, so these signings, um, Chelsea has made. And, bruh, what a dream. Like, yeah, all that's left is them clicking, and yeah. Like, so far, Lampard has been experimenting. So, so far, he has been experimenting and uh, defensively also they are not really good. I think Marcus Alonso is... They need... Uh, uh, they, yeah, Chilwell came in and he played really well. And you know, the first few games... First game and he scored a goal actually. And assisted one I guess. And um, yeah, I think he, there were talks of uh, Alonso leaving but I don't think that really, uh, you know, happened. But also another team that did really well in the transfer window in the end was I feel you know I think we already talked about this but uh, yeah Tottenham uh, Hotspurs yeah 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 with uh, Bale coming back surprise uh, signing of Bale yeah Bale yeah. Reguilon yeah Doherty as well yeah so Spurs also have strengthened in regions like quite yeah they went under the radar in terms of uh, us looking at them as potential top 4 slash title contenders but I think with the way Mourinho's got them playing they're, they're kind of scary <laughs> I think Spurs yeah. actually might do well this season if and yeah. that way they still have Bale waiting to win so imagine Bale coming into this team <laughs> wow. uh, Madrid might have to pay uh, Spurs because uh, Bale uh, can't play for Spurs for almost a month and uh, and because of the loan conditions, Madrid might have to pay Spurs. <laughs> so, I, I think in in terms of Bale and Madrid, Med, Bale always wins. <laughs> yeah, anyway. So I think the, the thing is, Daniel negotiated with Madrid and got like some reduced offer or something because Bale can't play in the first month because he was injured. And shit. Some something, something along those lines. So also, uh, uh, Manchester United got some, yeah, I can say, pretty decent deals in the last uh, day of the transfer window. Uh, they got in um, um, Edinson Cavani, uh, who was a free agent, and Alex Tellis. One thing I have to say, Alex Tellis, I've seen some of his, you know, <laughs> compilations, goals. Uh, you know, long yeah. shots sort of thing from YouTube <laughs> and he has a rocket leg dude, oh, I don't know which leg but whatever leg he scores from yeah, left leg, <laughs> he has a rocket left leg, I've seen few goals and then they're just mind-blowing so, I just think Alex Telles is like <laughs> the, <laughs> I hope he doesn't become the Brazilian Luke Shaw ah, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> but he's, he's yeah. a really good player, last season he's been uh, getting a lot of match awards and has performed really well for Porto as well. Um, yeah. And it's a problem, you know, position. We saw against uh, Tottenham Hotspur how many played, and Luke Shaw was abysmal. Yeah. And if there was yeah. any case to be made that Luke Shaw needed to be replaced, that game was like one of the starting games that you have to look at because Luke Shaw yeah. was terrible. And Alex Tennis is a great footballer that can definitely bring some solidity to that defense. Um, as well as, you know, uh, getting Edinson Cavani. It was a panic buy for sure. Like, come on. Edinson Cavani has not played a game of football in seven months. Right? 
and uh, he's just going to come into the smiling side and I think he's going to be like a budget Ibrahimovic even though Ibrahimovic yeah. kind of performed for United Cavani I don't know I don't think he's going to hit that same height but we'll see hopefully he doesn't yeah, hopefully he doesn't become like Falco or something like that <laughs> where I, they had I him actually one. think he might but we'll see because Cavani yeah. is a smart player but just so you know, most of our uh, you know predictions from previous episodes yeah. haven't gone the right way. <laughs> so another team uh, that we have discussed previously, uh, you know, done some deals in the, in the transfer window is Aston Villa. Now, like oh, yeah. Aston Villa, I don't know what juju they did, but they signed Barkley. They signed yeah. uh, Jack Grealish on a five-year contract. Ollie that Watkins, yeah, dude. Ollie Watkins. Then uh, yeah. Emiliano Martinez. Like, oh yeah, oh that is an insane sign. How did Arsenal let him go? Like, he was really good for them. Because then, they had like a, they had a conundrum. Yeah, he wanted first-team football because he is pretty old and he needs the first-team football. And I don't think it's smart to start him over burn you know and um, yeah so they, they got they got like decent money for him what i was saying was Aston Villa they have a lot of quality players in their team and very exciting like, i want to see more of Aston Villa of all teams they were playing so well. <laughs> but yeah i'm just saying man it's, it's the cousin sponsorship getting it well man city they, they made one signing from what I can remember off the top of my head, the defender Ruben Diaz. Um, yeah. uh, they were also trying to get Koulibaly, but unfortunately, because of some weird uh, rift between Napoli and Man City, they haven't really gotten a signature, so Koulibaly remains at Napoli. But yeah. uh, Man City, I think they're also a team uh, you know, struggling with injuries. Their strikers. Aguero and Jesus both injured. They had to rely on a 17-year-old uh, against Leicester in their 5-2 mauling. So, yeah. they're also a team to look out for. Like, Will they turn it around? Yeah, most probably. Also, there was some news about uh, Ozil being axed from the uh, Europa League squad, 25-man Europa League squad. Does uh, Arteta not like him that much? Apparently, uh, they must have a minimum of eight homegrown players, and uh, I think he doesn't make the cut. <laughs> wow! And he's he's their highest earning player. He he's fine. He's living in London, earning fifty thousand a week. He's he's living life, I guess. He, I think it's like a similar bail situation for him. But I think he's yeah he, he's not really pissed off as why he's not playing. And he's at that age where you know he doesn't really need to play football, and he's proved himself. So, but. It's enough for him, I guess. Yeah. Anyways, um, shall we move on to the next league then? Yeah, sure. Uh, so La Liga. So in the La Liga, uh, like we have a sort of a mixed bag. Like in La Liga, Barcelona have performed better than yeah. expected. Uh, yeah. Ronald Koeman has been employing the system where Barcelona have kind of been thriving for him. But I think their last game was against Sevilla, which they drew. Uh, barring that, it was actually like convincing wins. They won 4-0 against Villarreal in the first game. Celta Vigo, they won 3-0. And um, 
like it's a revival i would say of coutinho and barcelona because coutinho has actually been yeah. playing really really well yeah i think coutinho has been uh, and fati as well yeah coutinho oh, yeah. and ansuma and fati they they have been like playing i think coutinho playing at his number uh, you know a more favorable number 10 position and ansuma and fati over on the left wing and messi over on you know wherever he wants to play and uh, griezmann yeah chipping in the odd goal here and there I don't think we can write them off completely right now. Yeah, we can't. But I still think like you know, time will tell, and then as the season progresses, like that Barcelona squad, I, I, like they, the most I think they can accomplish in La Liga this season is third. And I'm not standing, I'm not standing down from that. I think Atletico will be second, and Real Madrid will be first. Um, we'll see. But let's like see, talking about see. Madrid, um, they're currently. You know, uh, playing pretty well. They're on top of the table with ten points, and they've only played like four games. So, three wins, one draw so far. Pretty good. Uh, yeah, they've been playing well, well enough to get the results. They could be a little more convincing, honestly speaking. Like the 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 way they see out the games, it's a little feisty to say the least, or it's like super boring. But um, yeah. sometimes that's what you get with uh, Real Madrid, you know? like especially uh, after uh, how the season ended last time. Yeah, we'll see how how they progress. They progress in La Liga this season. But yeah, Real Madrid also performing uh, well enough to be first right now. Atletico Madrid, dude, I'm I'm excited for Luis Suarez to like. Play against Barcelona yeah. for Atletico, score like four <laughs> goals, and like celebrate yeah. in front of everyone because Suarez deserves so much more than what he got. Um, yeah, yeah. Suarez and Costa up front, and yeah. just the banter and the, you know the amazing stuff. It's yeah. been really fun actually to see that. Uh, some transfers for Madrid. What they do need is like uh, Hazard to stop getting injured. Dude. Yeah, he's, he's injured <laughs> again, which is yeah. so sad. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, we all want to see Hazard do well because he was like that insane player in Chelsea, and you know, he got an up on his career, and then yeah, it's just there. But um, some, some like, uh, you know, players have been shipped out on loan, or you know, have been sold. Brahim Diaz, who was looking like a huge prospect, I mean, went to AC Milan, and I think he's been he's been playing pretty decently in AC Milan. I think grabbed a couple of assists and goals. They have sold uh, Achraf Hakimi to Inter. I think they went over that previously. Yeah. And uh, they lost uh, Takefusu Kubo on loan uh, to Villarreal. But I, he, he's a player. I think he can still develop. But he looks really scary like, as a player. Um, yeah. But you know, so some of the main, you know, things are obviously Gareth Bale. Oh yeah. Um, but they didn't really. I mean, the the thing is with Madrid, this is the first time that Real Madrid in a long time Madrid have not signed anyone. You know, like they've only had outgoings, but they have not had any incomings. And it's the first time it's happened like, in the summer. Big name transfer. incomings, yeah. No, no, big any incomings. incomings. There, there's no income. Tell me who they they didn't sign anyone. Madrid. Oh yeah. Didn't I think they anyone. did sign like you know like the that that time but last season where they went all out on some Brazilian youngsters. <laughs> uh, namely Vinicius Junior and uh, what's his name? They signed yeah, Vinicius. Uh, Rodrigo, Rodrigo, Vinicius. Rodrigo. Yeah, Rodrigo but 
yeah Vinicius Junior and Rodrigo and yeah, I think they have some depth on that attacking flank and they really have a lot of players on loan who they are just waiting to develop slowly um they don't ha- really have too many injury problems yeah yeah um, most of players they, just has <laughs> just has just yeah. has idea and then you know Benzema still providing yeah but the thing is really madrid have an aging squad right and they have like the spine of cruz and ramos and uh, modric and benzema who are kind of aging and they sooner or later they will need to find replacements for them um yeah, yeah. like varan is doing a good enough job to stay in that madrid team carvajal as well but i think carvajal also uh, is uh, getting older yeah, he's getting pretty older but yeah Uh, yeah, wrong side of the twenties. Yeah, no, but uh, wrong side of thirties probably. Okay, moving on to Bundesliga. Bundesliga has also been, you know, not as crazy as Premier League. Has been pretty ca- crazy-ish. Bayern lost a game four four one four two four one against Hoffenheim. Uh, Dortmund didn't capitalize on that and lost as well. And Classic Dortmund, you know, they just never capitalize on Bayern's failures when they have to. And um, yeah, Bayern won the Super Cup. Um, yeah, I mean, like you know, it's 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 uh, it's normal stuff over there with you know Bayern doing ex- doing what they were expected to. And that opening game week with eight nil, just you know, just continuing that crazy form. Yeah, and. Um, small blip like <laughs> probably uh, lopun small blip but yeah you know small blip for yeah they uh, went they won against the uh, berlin hertha berlin 4-3 or something so oh yeah that was also a crazy game lewandowski delivering the goods four goals in that game um yeah um bundesliga transfers bayern transfers on the deadline day did you expect that super moting Dude, like, what the hell? Chupa Moting's <laughs> agent has to be like the best agent in the world. He's playing FIFA, his agent. Yeah, he he's gone everywhere, like from free, 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 from Stoke to PSG to free, PSG to Bayern free. Wow. So Bayern got Mark Roca. Uh, okay. Yeah, you know, like so that Kimmich can play more in the midfield. Uh, they also got another player in Bauna Sar on the last day of the transfer window. Mario Götze, right? Yeah, he's uh, gone to PSV. After being a free agent for for at the age of 28, finally, you know, can be a bit calm after signing for PSV. I still stand by, you know, Dortmund like flailing and probably ending up in fourth position, Bayern first, um, Leipzig and uh, Gladbach. I I said I thought Gladbach would do better than how they are right now, but. Um, They've only managed a win and a draw out of their three games, and the last and the third one being a loss. So yeah. I don't know. We'll see how how it goes with Gladbach. Uh, yeah. And uh, Erling Haaland is a thing. Let's just talk about that guy, you know, for a bit. He's just. He, he, I remember seeing that one counter-attacking goal. Did you see that goal? At one counter-attacking he goal, he ran like. like a, He ran oh, so fast man. from one point to another, and like uh, it was a complete counter attack. Yeah, no. just ran half the. Okay, yeah, he's just a player and a half. My God, he has uh, four goals currently in three games. Oh, forgot about one big transfer. 
Douglas Costa back to Bayern uh, from Juventus. Wait, what? Yeah, <laughs> Douglas Costa is back on a loan to Bayern Munich. Like you're kidding, right? Oh shit, really? No, I, I'm not even kidding. Douglas Costa's Costa's back. <laughs> wow. Okay. Um. So it just adds on to the extra depth that Bayern have on the wings, uh, with Leroy Sane, Serge Gnabry. and uh, now Not Joshua Sarkisi Douglas Costa so i mean yeah Perisic went out and Costa came back in but you know Bayern just some yeah, doing some silent silent oh, man, that, was, uh, that that got me because Douglas Costa is so good dude. i don't know why he's not playing for Juventus last season like, he's he very injury so prone yeah. yeah and uh, um one of the standout player Jude Bellingham i think he's also fitted really well into that you know by uh, dortmund's squad they see a trend yeah some youngsters going into dortmund doing really well and you know other teams fighting for them i think that was the case with dortmund all the time dude like and the other teams will either get that uh, you know youngish player for free or uh, they'll get him for a nominal amount whatever like this that's the case with like so many of the players that come into that you know famed Dortmund uh club it's like a, a good place for development and uh, Jude Bellingham yeah like you said he's uh, slotted in well we'll see how it goes like it's only been 3 weeks i mean 3 3 game weeks so yep still time is shall there. we move on to Serie A so in the Serie A we have uh Napoli in first place and they've played some amazing football. Okay, so yeah. I don't know about you but there's this guy called Victor Rosenheim who was uh, oh. killing it last season. Uh, I wouldn't say killing, but he was playing really well last season uh yep. in the French league and yep. Napoli snapped him up pretty soon when the the thing opened when the transfer window opened. Which was yep. like some shrewd piece of business in my opinion. It was like a really good play, I'm glad. But actually, like, um, yeah. So, uh, correction: Napoli have played one game less, and uh, currently, Atlanta are uh, you know on top of the table with uh, three games played uh, versus Napoli's two. Atlanta also on a perfect run of form: three games, three wins. Milan close second. uh just behind on goal difference and usual suspects juventus juventus roma lazio napoli um okay let's not talk about napoli and juventus because they played a game less but then again juventus if they win their next game they only manage to go third is this the start of something uh bubbling at juventus they only got four ah. points in two games some questionable transfers with alvaro morata back again to juventus for on a loan uh, and uh, you know getting i mean uh, maybe arthur for miralem pjanic was a good move look uh, even last season yeah we were thinking expecting inter to fight juventus a lot but juventus just slowly grind out result after result after result after result in serie a and you know the other teams just slip up eventually and uh, juventus with the amazing depth they have in their squad and you know um it's just or somehow they always manage to win win the league you know they've been winning it for some time right now 
hopefully you know some of the teams that are coming up like milan have been looking promising but i don't think they are ready enough to fight to win the title like you said napoli also look really promising atlanta can they go for the win i'm not uh, too sure about that they might fall yeah off. but it's some they're it's probably exciting. the dark horse like uh, it's Actually, nice to see other teams <laughs> which don't have the name juventus you know towards yeah. the top side of the table so um we'll see how seria progresses yeah like, i think uh, one game was one big game was called off right because uh, the team were not allowed to leave their city uh, because they had some covid positive players in their squad and uh, yeah, yeah the, i mean juventus versus napoli was supposed to happen this last game week and napoli did not uh, come to the juventus oh uh, sorry napoli did not you know attend like they were they just did not attend the game yeah it's postponed match postponed because of insufficient players they haven't really come to a conclusion whether they get the uh win or not to juventus yeah. but like so far it's postponed we'll see how that develops league action uh, do we have no. to talk about league no we're not going to talk about the uh, league so as is tradition with this show we don't talk about league because league is the farmers league <laughs> Uh, okay, I mean, like we can we can mention a few things, I guess. <laughs> like what? Like, Farmers League, like yeah, there's there's something going on in the French league. Probably like why I don't know why everyone's angry with everyone. Like yeah. first, first, second, uh, and third are occupied by teams that most people won't know, and they're Rennes, Lille, and Lens. So uh, those three teams on 14, 14, and 13 points respectively, uh, yeah. just above Paris Saint Germain. uh with 12 points so we'll see how how things develop again like uh, i'm pretty sure paris will walk the league right now so we've had uh, all this happening in our real world of football but this looking on to the opposite side we have our fantasy football fantasy football fantasy premier league fans people in our league you're asking this question who's on top i'll answer updated results uh, jitendra das is still on top ah, okay. and he he gets an extra point for his team name west bromwich <laughs> uh, yeah um but uh, and close behind blues fc akil d uh, i think he's 11 points behind and uh, yeah all these players you know probably just had son and kane <laughs> probably <laughs> and hamas yeah wow but, yeah. <laughs> I'm like mine's gone case bro I'm like chilling at 180 points 100 points behind West Bromwich uh West Bromwich yeah West Bromwich yeah. yeah it's always West fun there. to it's always fun to uh uh entertain ourselves when one way when uh you you know probably win in fantasy league when your team's not winning in real life I had Salah. He gave me a lot of points, even though he lost seven two. His team lost seven two. <laughs> I had Mane, and I didn't even take him out. Anyways, I think uh, that brings us to a close uh, for this episode. We've we've talked about transfers and uh, important games from the past few weeks, and uh, just tell us what you think about uh, what happened. Who do you think stood out most? um comment share and subscribe if you're from youtube um comment and if you're from spotify please hit a like 
and think about following us so you, so you can know that when our next episode is out. This is me, Kaushik, and Naveen signing out. See you guys in a bit. Adios, amigos.